are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What's good? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game, and where they are now. So... Hey everybody, what is happening? So we have so many great things lined up for today. So many unique things lined up for today. I mean, of course, as uh, as part of our normal schedule, we're going to be breaking down a couple of fights here and there. We're going to be breaking down some of the fights that are going to be happening on this upcoming um, uh, UFC card, this um, upcoming fight card that is... Um, going to be happening over this upcoming weekend on Saturday. Um, the fights are going to be happening in Australia and the fights are going to be headlined by a fight, a phenomenal fight between the former heavyweight champion of the UFC, Fabricio Verdum and Marcin Taibora, a very, very dangerous man, a very dangerous fighter. So this fight is going to be one interesting fight to watch. So we're going to be breaking down that fight and also um, a few other fights but we'll get to them I don't want to you know uh, give too many things away at this moment so don't don't worry be patient just um, you know stay tuned we're, we're gonna get there okay so we're just like I said we're gonna be talking about uh, a couple of fights here and there what else oh there are so many interesting and controversial things happening in the world of MMA right now you know MMA and boxing and and uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about them here on TKO. I mean, some of them you might have heard before, but I thought, hey, man, like if we don't talk about it here on TKO, it's not official. We have to, we have to, we have to definitely have to talk about them here on TKO. So we're going to be talking about a few of those um, interesting, interesting um, MMA slash boxing headlines. Uh, here on TKO so that is also something to look forward to and what else oh yeah so the unique thing that I said I'm going to be talking about today so okay this is kind of weird especially just coming coming out of my mouth especially on a, on a sports show like TKO we're going to be having a movie review <laughs> here on TKO so but I mean okay once I start talking about it, you will understand why I, I really wanted to talk about this movie here on TKO. So again, all you have to do is to just stay tuned and see what I have to say, y'all. Okay, so without further ado, let's get started. So I'm going to actually get started with the movie review that I just mentioned. So, okay, so over this weekend, I actually watched this movie called The Birth of the Dragon. And I bet if you're if you're a martial arts fan, if you're a Bruce Lee fan, you you definitely have heard of this movie. And so basically what it is, is that it's basically like a biographical Bruce Lee movie, you could say. But all, all of the events in this movie, so yes, of course, it's about Bruce Lee's life. And I mean, uh, there's no need to talk about Bruce Lee. You'll just like give a background of Bruce Lee. Everybody know who Bruce Lee is. 
the a legend. I mean, the 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 godfather of modern mixed martial arts and everything, man. So this movie is pretty much um, a story of Bruce's life. But the set of events that took place specifically in this movie, they happened nine years, allegedly, before the the making of Enter the Dragon. So the very, very famous movie, uh, Kung Fu movie that Bruce Lee starred in. And I mean, one of my one of my most favorites of all time. So, yeah, so the set of the events that happened on this um um, on this journey, you could say they they took place nine years before the making of Enter the Dragon, and so what pretty much happened was uh, it just showed that Bruce Lee at the time in 1964. So in 1964, Bruce Lee was in um, America. He was in San Francisco, and he was teaching martial arts, um, especially um, kung fu, so Chinese kung fu, um, to pretty much everybody who would sign up for his classes, right? And, um, you know, a lot of his um, students were actually Caucasian people, okay? Which really makes sense because you're teaching in San Francisco and, you know, if, if uh, the doors of your classes are open to everybody, then everybody's just going to attend it, okay? And so, you know, what, what really was the main point of this um, movie was that so the 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 kung fu masters and the martial artists back back home in China and in Hong Kong they they were totally against um, Bruce Lee teaching um, all of these um, amazing um, you know secretive uh, martial arts moves to Caucasian people and they pretty much said that it has to be it has to be kind of conserved and um, it has to be protected, not just taught to anybody. And so what happened was that this um, um, Kung Fu master from uh, from the Shaolin Temple, he flew all the way from the other side of the world to San Francisco for like a sabbatical, you could say. Um, and um, he just came over to San Francisco to, you know, look over the Kung Fu schools and martial arts schools and see how things are going. And to basically, you know, the, his main point was to meet up with Bruce Lee. And this um, Kung Fu master, his name was um, Master Wong Jack Man. So he came over to America and um, he was just trying to pursue a normal life and just, you know, be, be, be like an average person. Just, um, he got a job at a restaurant allegedly. He was washing dishes and, um, he was just there to, uh, in a way, cleanse himself. So, uh, you know, that was just how they said it in the movie. But in real life, I mean, you never really know, right? Oh, yeah, by the way, all of these things that I'm talking about, they actually happen in real life. So that's what made, you know, that's that was also one thing that made this movie so much more interesting is because it, all of these things that I'm talking about, they are based on true events. So anyway, coming back to the story, so Wong Jack Man, he really wants to meet up with Bruce Lee. And at the time, Bruce Lee, um, he all he was, um, you know, at, at least the way it was portrayed in the movie, all he was um, working towards was to get on TV and to be a really famous actor and a movie star. So that's what he was mostly working towards. And um, you could say in a way, they really portrayed Bruce Lee in a, in a really arrogant manner. And... Um, 
I don't know, man. It was it was kind of weird just seeing him in that way because they were trying to portray Bruce Lee as the villain in a way because, you know, he was just he just looked so proud and arrogant and um, all all that he was trying to convey was that oh I'm I'm the best martial artist in the entire world I'm so invincible nobody can ever beat me um, I don't have any limitations and yeah so this this was one point that um, so okay one Jack man he met up with Bruce. Lee and he was saying that okay Bruce Lee you really think that you're really really good in martial arts but in reality you're just um, you have limitations and um, you can't really go beyond uh, and above your limitations and Bruce Lee was just really offended by that and um, uh, he, he actually took it as an insult and he all he was saying was that okay no I, I don't have any limits what are you talking about blah 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 and so uh, I mean obviously Obviously, in the movie, some of the things that happened, I, I bet they weren't really, uh, you know, true in real life because there was this girl and Bruce Lee's student was in love with this girl in a restaurant who was basically enslaved by the by the Chinese mafia and the mob back in the day. I mean, I don't know if that actually happened, but, you know, that's just like a total side story from this whole um, Bruce Lee versus um, Wong Jack Man story. So I'm just going to focus on on that uh, on that main part. OK, so. Anyway, long story short, Bruce Lee decides to battle uh, <laughs> Wong Jack Man in a really, really shady uh, <laughs> warehouse in San Francisco. And uh, allegedly, a lot of people were betting on this fight. And, um, you know, whoever won that fight, they were, they were supposed to be the best in the world, the baddest man on planet Earth and whatnot. Anyway, so in the movie, the way they portrayed it was, um, you know, they were just fighting each other. And um, one Jack man, he looks, <laughs> this is so weird, y'all, because I'm actually breaking down a fight that happened in a movie, but I'm legit breaking it down as if I'm breaking down a UFC fight or something. Like, I'm actually taking this fight breakdown, this um, Bruce Lee versus one Jack man <laughs> fight so seriously. So, I mean... I'm sorry, but not sorry because it's still a fight that has to be broken down. Anyways, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So anyway, Wong Jack Man, he looked extremely calm, and um, you know, he he just looked so relaxed, and um, it felt like uh, he was really relying on his previous experience, and he wasn't nervous at all, and. You know, at deep deep in his mind, he was just saying, you know, I got this, I got this because um, I've reached this point in my life, and uh, you know, I the, I just go above my limitations, and there's nothing that can stop me. But you know, you just have to give in and um, you know surrender to the universe and whatnot. So that's pretty much <laughs> what his mindset was. Because um, even though he was fighting, you know, he wasn't really expressing any emotions or any anger. He just looked so super. Super calm and collective. So uh, that's for uh, one Jack man. And Bruce Lee, on the other hand, he looks so aggressive and like, you know how um, sometimes MMA fighters, they're trying to hype themselves up. So they're just yelling and yeah, you know, I got this and whatnot. So that's pretty much how Bruce Lee <laughs> looked during that fight. Anyway, so they were fighting and there were some moments that Bruce Lee looked like he could pretty much, you know, tap out or, you know, if if, if a referee, if a legit referee was there, it, it could be potentially can declared a TKO. <laughs> 
But yeah, nobody was there, and it was pretty much like it, the, both of the guys that were fighting. They were pretty much the referees themselves. But Bruce Lee was pretty much like, "Hey, man, I'm not gonna stop until you kill me, cause I'm not. I'm not just gonna give up, cause that's just not the person that I am." And then Wan Jack Man, he was just trying to persuade Bruce Lee to, you know, just be more philosophical in a way, and.、Um, You know, take on a different approach when he's doing martial arts. That's pretty much what one Wang Jack Man was trying to tell Bruce Lee in the midst of this fight. And、um, I mean, there were a few.、Um, so okay, the two what one of one of the、um, staircase and Wang Jack Man he basically flew down the、um, staircase. Which was really weird. I mean, in real life, that probably doesn't happen. But I, I, I bet they just did that to show how you know when you when you、um, have your mind prepared and your mentality is there, then you can pretty much do anything and just go above and beyond your limitations. And、um, you know, Wang Jackman did that jump slash flight, and、um, he landed pre- pretty safe after flying off a. Of a really tall staircase, and then Bruce Lee, he just、um, you know he tried to adapt to that, and he also flew down and、um, you know landed pretty safe. And I was just really shook. I mean,、uh, like is that the whole point of、um, this fight to just make him more philosophical? Maybe that was just an analogy to、um, you know Bruce Lee trying to take on one、um, Jackman's.、Um, Um, you know, lessons of life. You could say it was it was weird. I mean, I I personally just started laughing out loud after that scene. But okay, I I feel like there was a certain message、um, associated with that move. But anyway, okay, moving on. So you know, the two just keep fighting and fighting. And、um, actually, Bruce Lee. Okay, talking about Bruce Lee's、um, style of fighting back in the day、um, when he was fighting one Jack Man. His style is mostly、um, related to Wang Chun, so that's just pretty much、um, you know just Chinese kung fu, but、uh, the kung fu that you would learn in、um, southern China, and、um, you know in that type of、um, fighting style, you usually fight with your opponent from in a really close range. It's not like you're using a lot of kicks or、um, you know.、Uh, Or you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I mean, okay? So,、um, especially in the movie as well, Bruce Lee really tried his、um, one-inch punches, and you know, he was just trying to show that、uh, even from a very, very、um, uh, short range, you can really well fight your opponent. So that was Bruce Lee's style, and、um, in One Jack Man's style, he was,、um, uh, you know, he was. It was pretty much Tai Chi, but. Combat Tai Chi, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it was really hard to define it, but I, you know, from the serenity and、um, the the effectiveness of his punches, that's that's the best way they can possibly describe it. Anyway, long story short, so their fight actually stops because they both just. Uh, you know, give in. So I guess it's a draw, and、um, you know everybody's just really, really、um, angry and pissed off. And、um, whoever actually bet on that fight, they really just won their money and whatnot. And then 
when the two actually go to the to the Chinese mob and because you know they're saying okay we really need an answer who actually won that fight because people want to see you know how much money they made and whatnot so Wang Jackman actually says Bruce Lee beat me he was saying that I lost that fight and then they asked Bruce Lee they said Bruce Lee is that true Bruce Lee said no that's wrong so in the end, you never really know who actually won that fight, especially because, okay, coming back to reality, so that was all that happened in the movie, coming back to reality, it's actually, it's been documented as a private fight. And there's been different um, um, stories from different parties saying that, oh, uh, Wong Jack Man was actually running away from Bruce Lee and that Bruce Lee was being super, super uh, dominant in that fight. And some some sources are saying, you know, it was a pretty, pretty equal fight. Both guys had a similar style and um, there was really no winner in the end. And, you know, there's different sources telling us different things. But in the end, you know, everything just led Bruce Lee to actually have like an awakening you could say and that uh, because of that he changed his fighting style from Wing Chun to the the style that we know um as um as you could say mixed martial arts but back in the day it was like a um it was like a grandfather of mixed martial arts so uh, Jeet Kune Do which is pretty much just um, effective uh, combat moves, but you just mix it with a um, like a certain philosophy, like how um, how one Jack Man was doing it. You know, you just um, just have to be calm and just believe in yourself and um, believe in the power of your of your moves and your shots, and um, at the same time, just um, calm down your mind and. Um, just um, connect to the universe in a way, you know, just be philosophical and a deadly fighter <laughs> at the same time. So, yeah, man, that was that was the movie review. OK, so how would I actually rate this movie? I don't know, man. It's just I would give it a um, seven out of ten. It was a good movie. The story was good. You know, the main plot of the story, not talking about the girl falling in love with the boy, you know, not talking about that. Just talking about Bruce Lee versus one Jack man. That story was pretty good. They really conveyed it in, in a good way, in a truthful way, you could say. And the acting was good, but I don't know. They just, um, you know, because in reality, no one really knows what happened during that fight. Um, some people could argue that the way they portrayed it in the movie was kind of um, against Bruce Lee and more like pro one Jack man but in the end you never really know what happened in reality but I, I really really appreciated what the you know the message that the movie was trying to convey overall because I mean personally I took it into into my own um, training style and you know after I watched that movie and um, the next day I was boxing you know usually when I when I box I, I just put my headphones on or I always had to have music when I was training and, you know, to just hype me up and, um, you know, get me going. But after I watched that movie, I just thought to myself and said, hey, you know, maybe you can actually do better because you could do better after you, you know, just turn off that music and just 
Try to box, try to focus on your moves with um, all that is in your mind is calmness and um, silence and just um, try to meditate in a way while you're doing what you're doing. When you're boxing, try to meditate while you're doing it, even though it's, you know, it's not the, the softest thing to do in the world. It's a pretty, pretty aggressive um, sport, you could say. But at the same time, while you're doing that, you can you can just meditate and just reflect on yourself and, um, you know, just take on that one Jackman mentality and combine it with um, Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do and just, just go out and get it, man. So that's what I took away from that whole movie. And, um, you know, I think it's pretty, uh, pr- it's pretty interesting. And I feel like other fighters, especially MMA fighters, really need to take that into account as well. I mean, not everybody has to uh, go along with this um, whole philosophy and to actually apply it into their own training. But, you know, especially recently, especially <laughs> ever since Conor McGregor came along and he's just trying to hype everything up and um, just do the trash talk and all he cares about is money and to, you know, especially before the fights. I mean, after the fights, things are different because the business is done. You, there's no reason for you to be um, rude to your opponent still or do whatever you were doing before the fight. But especially uh, during the pre-fight press conferences and all, all of those things. You know, I feel like we can we can definitely work it out with um, it, with the incorporation of that whole um, calmness and, um, and serenity uh, philosophy. And I feel like, especially there are there are a few fighters who are trying to convey that, but not everybody. Everybody's just thinking, "Yeah, man, I have to hype everything up and I have to talk the trash talk and just be that person." But I feel like if we if we just go on that route then we're really diverging from what real martial arts is it's about um you know just focusing on your movements on your on your um deadly moves you could say i mean not everybody has those deadly moves but you know what i'm talking about it's about focusing on your moves but at the same time you're reflecting on yourself and just trying to make yourself better both physically and mentally and spiritually so that's what I took away from that whole movie and I thought it was phenomenal so shout out to Bruce Lee rest in peace Bruce Lee actually master of one jack man is still alive I mean yeah knock on wood that's that's awesome and um, I hope one day uh, we all get to see him and I hope one day he actually you know comes comes to the media and actually tells us what really happened so that would be that would be really cool to figure out what actually really happened so yeah man rest in peace bruce lee you the man anyway y'all so that was our movie review um i'm not sure if we're gonna have movie reviews like this in the future i mean if there's a combat sports movie or something maybe but we're definitely not gonna be having movie reviews of like finding nemo or something okay you know what i'm saying okay anyway so moving on okay y'all so this is super super hot this is sizzling hot ma headlines so let's talk about bellator man so i'm i'm pretty sure you might have already heard of this but bellator is having their eight man heavyweight tournament to finally crown a heavyweight champion so yeah excuse my singing there i'm sorry (laughs) but 
Okay, come on. Like, what can get any better than this? This is phenomenal. This is what you would expect from Japanese organizations like Ryzen. But, I mean, we're, this is happening in America and Bellator is doing it. So, shout out to Bellator. Shout out to Scott Coker for actually coming up with this idea. This is phenomenal, man. I mean, and okay, let me just read you the guys uh, that are going to be fighting on this card. So... I mean, these are these are legends, man. So we have Frank Mir, King Mo, Chel Sonnen, Matt Mitrione, Roy Nelson, Fedor Emelianenko, Rampage Jackson, and Ryan Bader. These are the guys that are going to be that are going to be fighting on this Grand Prix slash heavyweight tournament. Whoever wins this tournament in the end is going to be crowned the heavyweight champion of. Bellator and man okay all of these guys are veterans of the sport and um, actually what's pretty interesting is that some of these guys have actually faced each other before like uh, Fedor Emelianenko the legendary Fedor Emelianenko was recently fighting Mamet Trion and we all saw in that fight, you know, the, the the fight was just super close that when both guys threw a punch towards each other, they were both knocked down. And that just shows how, uh, you know, the, the, the level of the power that both of these guys exert is pretty much the same. It's just a matter of how um, how smart you fight, you know, because the, the power is already there. The skills are there. And they're all pretty much at the same level. So just like I said, all 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 that it depends on your your win, your success depends on how you go about it, how you uh, plan out your fight, and how smart you will fight. So that's that's all that matters. And then what else? Oh yeah, so King Mo also fought Rampage Jackson. And um, that was that was a, a phenomenal fight. And um, Ryan Bader, he recently became the light heavyweight champion at Bellator. But I guess he's just going to move over to heavyweight. I guess it doesn't really matter for him. And yeah, man, I mean, uh, from from the list of these guys, the only guy that I don't see in here is Tito Ortiz, uh, which you guys might recall because Tito, he actually retired after his last fight against Chael Sonnen, who's actually fighting on this tournament. So, it, you know, the list would be completely complete if uh, we had Tito Ortiz also fighting on this tournament. But I guess he's retired. But, okay, I was just thinking, what if Tito Ortiz is actually line up as an alternative in case one of these guys gets injured or something? And then uh, we're going to bring in Tito Ortiz to fight on this tournament. I mean, that would be fantastic and you never really know you know things like that actually happen and um, surprises just come out of nowhere sometimes in MMA so this tournament is something to look forward to and um, you know uh, it's very likely that it's going to be happening in 2018 towards the beginning of 2018 uh, because it was just announced that this tournament is, is going to be taking place. So, yeah, I'm so excited for this fight. And, oh, darn, man, I don't think we are going to have time to break down the the fights that are going to be happening this upcoming weekend. But, darn, okay. But I'm just going to briefly talk about it. So, Fabricia Verdum is fighting Marcin Taibora. Fabricia Verdum is really really good in his ground game he's a black belt in uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu my marcin taibora he, he he's a really strong fighter in terms of um 
having a strong um, wrestling background and his striking is also pretty strong. So he can just pretty much do anything that he wants. But all that he needs to avoid is that he needs to avoid going to the ground with uh, Fabricio Verdum. And again, it makes sense. It's so obvious, so logical. If Fabricio Verdum does actually take this fight to the ground and tries to go for a submission, I mean, that's the way to go. But if Fabricio Verdum tries to strike with uh, Marcin Tybora and to do stupid things, things like that, I mean, that's that that's definitely a very, very stupid way to fight Marcin Tybora. So again, the best way for Fabricio Verdum to dominate uh, over Marcin Tybora is to use his jiu-jitsu and go to the ground with him. And for Marcin Tybora, do the exact opposite that Fabricio Verdum is going to be doing. So pretty much outbox him and to tire him out. So yeah, man, that's a very, very, I think that that was the fastest breakdown that I've ever done on this show. <laughs> but I'm so sorry because that is all the time we're going to have for this week, y'all. So make sure that you watch the fights over this weekend. And um, in two weeks, we're going to be having so many phenomenal fights, both boxing and MMA happening. So on November 25th, I think that is. So we're definitely going to be breaking those down um, next time. And so make sure you go to cfre.ca to catch up with tko and until next time it's your girl janan right here and this is tko peace out